morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by calling the number there or emailing us, and I can respond to your questions or comments as the service is happening. Thank you so much for being with me, and thank you for showing up today, folks. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> um, did anybody bring any news, or you just came to receive? Anybody else? No, I'm kidding. What did you bring, Raymond? I just want to let you uh, let you know for that my dad, who I never. Oh yeah, you met, you found your dad after 50 years. I just want to let you know that my dad passed away last Monday. Really? Yes. It was. It, it's. It, it, I found out that he was in the hospital for over two months before we knew where he was. Wow. Yes. It seems like he was in the um, he was in and out nursing homes and met, um, and hospitals for over fifteen or sixteen years. Really? Yes. So the story is Raymond had been looking for his father for fifty years. You're fifty now, right? I'm fifty-five. Wow, that's even worse. Mm. Not your father, but your age. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, and he's had a lot of stress and confusion about that. And then last month, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, he got a word out of nowhere his father's in the hospital, and he got a chance to meet his father. Isn't that something? And now his father died right after he got a chance to meet him. Yes. Uh, what was it like? Seeing him when you saw him, what was that like for you? It okay. It was a bit of a, a bit of a shock. I tried to uh, to see him this way because last time I saw him, where I was in my uh, I was twenty years old the last time oh, I okay. saw him. I thought you were a kid the last time you saw him. Yes, and I haven't seen him for thirty five years, and it was to see him uh, uh, see him. Uh, Barely, barely conscious, and I had to breathe through a respirator. Was a shock, and yet, by seeing him, I also felt a sense of relief, because for the first time, I found out what kind of a person that my dad was. I guess he was too, um, too hard. Uh, he was uh, too hard of a person to really relate being a husband and a dad. And that's that's why I got from uh, that's the. Uh, I got from my friend. Um, I got from his friends, who, uh, friend who, who knew him better than I did. So he had a hard time being a husband and father. I, that's what I believe. So did you realize from that it had nothing to do with you? The reason, he, the reason he left, because you thought all these years was because of you. Yes, I always wanted to believe that man, uh, that man who makes a commitment like that sticks to, uh, sticks to that uh, that for life. But I did not realize that. Uh, it all depends on the person and, and what kind of a person he truly is. Did you realize it had nothing to do with you? I'm beginning to see. I'm seeing that now. Uh, now, I may have. Been, uh, it seems like I also found out that his dad. When I found out that my grandfather on my dad's side died a month before he was born, and he was born a little, the youngest of. Of six kids, so it's very difficult to relate. Uh, have uh, no way is to have a da uh, dad when you're in that uh, in that environment. So what has that done for you to know that? In a way, I'm I'm a bit sad, but I'm mostly really relieved that it seems like a it seems like a uh, it seems like a weight I put on myself is being slowly lifted. Oh, good, absolutely. See, that's why it's not good to hold on to this stuff because most of the time, well, all the time, things are not what they seem. And you've been punishing yourself all these years thinking that your father left because you were no good or something wrong with you. And now you see that you were wrong by that. Yes, I, uh, I am still, uh, still, sh uh, still shaking. And we're still working on uh, funeral arrangement. I'll let you know after the service. All right. Thank you, Raymond, but I'm glad you found him. That's amazing that God is looking out for you, that he allowed you the opportunity to see your father just before he died after all these years. 
you said to know how you were struggling with that. So that's pretty cool. Don't you think? Yes, I am grateful. Yeah, God is something else. Huh. Well, I'm glad you told us. I'm glad for you, Raymond. You feel better, right? Yes, I feel a little better, yes. Good, man. Right on. Anybody else bring anything? You just came to get. You just came begging. Yes, John. <laughs> I came begging. You came begging. All right, that's all right. Go I ahead. I remember uh, one time you said that uh, you were going to talk about how do you get wisdom. Oh. Did you ever talk about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Too late. Too late. You got to suffer, buddy. I'll touch you after the yeah. church service. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Did I ever? I think I got to that. I think I... Um, I don't recall that you did. I don't know if I missed a Sunday, but I think you said that you were that that's what you wanted to go over, yeah. and you were going to discuss it next Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I missed a Sunday, but I don't think you did. Oh, okay. I'll get to it. Do you you want wisdom? Yes, I do. And why do you want it? Uh, it seems like you can live a better life. Yeah. How you know you don't have it? Um. I don't know. I haven't asked myself that, but it seems like uh, I, I don't look at myself as a wise person. I don't think, even if you had wisdom, I don't think you would look at yourself as a wise person. That's one thing wisdom doesn't allow you to do. Okay. Wisdom shows us what we don't know and how weak we really are and how dumb we really are. And so wisdom takes away pride. It doesn't give you that. It humbles you rather than causing you to think of yourself as being wise. Because anyone who thinks of themselves as being wise is a fool. And then anyone who thinks of themselves as being not wise is a fool. <laughs> so you're stuck. <laughs> but I, I, that's a good thing. I'll get into it. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about it. All right. Yeah. Did you have your hand? Oh, okay. Um, right here. Uh, on that subject, you, I think one or two, two or three of us raised our hand about wisdom, and then you said, I'll get, I'll, I'm going to get with you guys next Sunday. Oh, okay. But I, I missed, then I missed that Sunday. But, uh, uh-huh. So maybe I got with it, you guys were not here. <laughs> That'll be a good thing for next Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. So you guys just go unwise for one more week <laughs> and just suffer through the week. Yes. Uh, I've been meditating uh, a lot more, trying to do it at least two times a day and sometimes three times a day. Yeah. And I noticed at work, uh, a lot of guys come at me. And on the inside, I uh, noticed miss? that... Uh, miss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the inside, I noticed that uh, there's like this rage or this resentment for how they're, they're coming at me. Yes. On the outside, they can't, I don't see, think they notice it because I'm just looking at them. Right. But on the inside, I, I kind of feel that like that tore more, I want to like, like punch them. <laughs> but I'm just kind of watching them and I yeah. kind of see like, oh, well, this is kind of good because uh, yeah. these guys are kind of helping me see uh I guess the thing or the anger in me. Yes. Uh, uh, but it seemed like how you say you need to pray uh, consistently. Yes. It seemed like that's difficult because it seemed like when someone comes at you, it just comes out of nowhere and they like it's like almost like someone pouncing on you. Yeah. And then you're like your pride comes in and say, "Hey, you don't talk to me that way. I don't appreciate that." Yes. And that rage is inside you. They can't see it, but I know it's it's, it's like. I want to get them, yeah. but uh, I like to overcome that. Absolutely. And what you do when you feel that, they come at you, and you're feeling it, you're right. They don't know it. It's between you and God. And if you could just relax in that, because it's not a bad thing that's happening. It's a way for what well, God is allowing that to happen so that you can see it and cry out to him so you can be saved from it. So they're really doing your favor, favor, and he is allowing it to happen because he's in control of everything, and nothing will happen to you if he didn't allow that to happen. So he's giving you what you, what you need because he's trying to get your attention. 
So just re when, when that kind of thing happens, just relax in it. Just go inside and relax in that pain and just let your ego, yourself feel it so you can overcome it. It's a moment of stillness. You really need to come into it and just relax in it. And if you have to defend yourself physically, you'll see how to do that too. And it won't be difficult at all to do it. But that is God allowing that to happen to get your attention so you can cry out to him. Because that is not you. It's just this thing that's made a home in your flesh. It has nothing to do with who you are. Yeah, that's good, man. Practice that with your family, with yourself, with everything. Practice that. Don't run away from it. Run toward it and relax in it. And let it be. Okay, thank you. All right. That's Thanks, good, John. Yeah, that's real good. Very good. Yes, Lysanta. I'm glad to see you. Hi. <laughs> I want to ask the question today, and it's from uh, Psalms 77, verse 3. Here's the question. Uh, why, is it, why, why does it take so long to build character but just a minute to fall away from it? You notice how you be, you're like, like a whole week can go by, a month can go by, you're not sinning, you're not angry, you feel like you're walking on cloud, and you think, oh, I'm with the Lord, and all is well, and right on, right on, right? So you're taking a couple weeks off away from sin, and you seem to be flying in life, but then all of a sudden, one little temptation or something comes along, now you back into it. And you say to yourself, oh, I thought I was doing well. I went two whole weeks. <laughs> not sinning, not being angry, not anything. And now I have lost it all. And now you feel like you got to start all over again. Anybody ever gone through that? Oh, good. At least three people. Four. Can I get a five? Five. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and let me go right here. You don't have to tell me what it is, all right, if you don't want to. But have you asked yourself, ask yourself, why is it that I'm, I can go, you know, build character for two or three weeks, maybe a month? I know people who've gone for a year or so, and then something happens, they fall back. Have you asked ask yourself, why is that? Well, yes, I mean, I wonder why, but I... Did I, you hear I, the show I, this week? I really... Yeah, I did hear the show this week. Oh, I didn't, I didn't talk about my part on it anyway. Go no, ahead. I didn't hear you. Okay, it's fine. But I, but I, I don't wonder. You ask yourself that question. How come it, it's so hard to build character, but it doesn't take but a moment to let it go, to get rid of it? Well, I, I think I kind of know. You just know why I... Why do, you, do you do that sometimes? Yes. And why? Because... I get overconfident. I think, oh, okay, I'm doing it good. I'm okay. And so then I just lose, um, I, I guess I just lose perspective or I lose. You fall away from it. Yes, because, you know, you think you're okay. And then all of a sudden something occurs and you just, and I just think, oh, and I just lose. You lose, beat yourself up about it when it happens. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so interesting that you can work so hard on it and then just lose it like that. That's like amazing to me. And for years I've been asking myself, that, how come it's so hard to build it, but it doesn't take but a minute to lose it? You know, right here. You've asked, I want to know, have you asked yourself that and has it happened to you? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's familiar to me. Why does it happen? <laughs> <laughs> that what? That I think I'm all that and then I fall down? No, not that you think you're all that, but you're building character. You're, you're keeping the commandments. Yeah. Two and three weeks have gone by, a month have gone by, a year, and then all of a sudden you just fall away from it. Why is that? Why is that? No, why is that? Um. <laughs> Okay. You raised um, your hand. I thought you had no, something. I was going to tell you about uh, a, a, dra a drastic case of that, real quick. Does it concern you? Not really. Uh, right. uh, let me let me think about that real quick. Give me. Okay, me, we'll come back to you then. Right, okay. Um, did you have your hand? Oh uh, yes. 
Okay, this has happened to you? Yes. And, and, and did you ask yourself why? Um, like, why, this, why is it so hard to hold on to, to build it, and, and then you could lose it just like that? I, I think at one point, yes, but I stopped asking that. You stopped asking? Yeah. And did well, you come up with the answer to the reason well, you stopped asking? In, in other words, um, I would have those length of periods that you're talking about. You say you would? I would, yes. Uh -huh. And then, you know, you do something that's silly and dumb. And, um, and I think what it was is and that... And you would fall away from it? Well, 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 let me just say what I was going to say. Well, I think what it was is what I stopped doing is stop criticizing myself or getting upset at myself for, uh, you know, falling to temptation, so to speak. Yeah. So that, that's what I've stopped. I, I just I look at it when I do do a mistake now, and I look at it, and I just, I just watch it. But do you know why you fall away from it after building so long? I, it's unresolved uh, anger. Unresolved yeah. anger? That's why you fall away from it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You and I had a very interesting discussion about this yesterday, and you gave your reason for why you think we fall away from it so quickly after taking so long to build. Do you remember? Uh, and what was your answer to that? My answer was um, there's... Um, in Ezekiel chapter 18, right. it kind of spells it out that if a man, God says, if a man sin and then, you know, he's involved in a lot of sin and then he turns from that sin, he won't remember the sin and the man will live. But if a man is righteous and then he turns to sin, God will remember the sin and not the righteousness. And that caused me to realize that um, the man who sinned all along and then turned from his sin, he never had a heart for the sin. It wasn't, it wasn't his true nature. And the, and the man who was righteous and then turned to sin, his true nature was to be righteous. You know, the, where you end up is where you truly wanted to be. And that's the reason we can fall away from it so yes. quickly? Yes, yes. Uh, and that makes sense to you? And that's the way we can... Not that it's not making sense, I'm just and asking. not just fall away from righteousness. That's the same reason why we can fall away from sin so oh, quickly. Okay. Is and that's why you fall away from it? That's where our heart truly was. Do yes. you fall away from it sometimes? Yes. After building so long? After thinking I'm, I'm going well for a while, yes. <laughs> and then you fall away? Uh-huh. Uh, and did that answer help you? The one you just shared with us? And I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's wrong because when God reveals things to us, it also makes us free. That's why I'm asking did that answer. Well, no, because I don't know what my true nature is. You know, oh, okay. Will it be the one who loves the evil and falls away from the good eventually, right. or will it be the one who falls away from sin? And I don't know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, it didn't help, but... Seem logical. <laughs> okay. Isn't this a good question or is it just me? Because a lot of people, including myself at one point, were frustrated by that. You know, I want to do what's right. I do what God says do, I think. And I'm doing well for a while, you know, floating along, feeling all good, feeling free. And then something happens that causes me to fall back. And I used to wonder, why is that? You know, and I've talked to a lot of folks since I brought this up. And most the people I've talk, spoken to feel the same way about it because they want to do what's right and they want to stay on course. They don't want to do what's right for a time and then go back. And, but no one, I mean, most people have asked themselves that. Yes. I know we have talked about it, so you can say whatever you want. No, no, you still can say it. This is for me. Yes. What I realized. So let me ask. Have you been like floating on cloud nine, meaning keeping the commandments, doing the right thing, and then something comes along and you fall away from it? Yeah. Do you know why that is? Have you asked yourself why? Yeah. And what do you come up with? Um, two things. Well, there, there, there's an excitement to sin that doesn't exist in normal life right. when you're not sinning, and the excitement is exciting. Um, <laughs> And um, <laughs> I forgot the second reason, but it, it, it's, it's, no. Um, 
I forgot the second reason, but the first reason is sin. There's an excitement to sin. So you become excited about sin. It, it feels. Oh, I know what it is. It feels like life. Sin feels like life. And um, it feels. Sin feels like freedom in a certain kind of way, and it feels like life. And it it that's what draws me to sin. But when you're not sinning, you you're doing well for a week or two or three or a year. Doesn't that feel like life too? It does, but. Sin brings on another kind of um, identity so that in a sin state, I actually think differently than I do in a non-sin state. So it's like a, it's like a different person. It's like um, the person who's in the sin state and relating to that is not the same person who relates to the non-sin state. It feels like two different people. Oh, okay. Did this help you? Did that revelation or understanding help you to to stay on court, did it help you in any way? I, I don't know because, you know, I, I think it's something we've been discussing of late. Uh-huh. I'm not sure yet. You're not really, sure if it I'm helped. not sure. If it, I, I, I have an inkling that it is helping, but I think it feels kind of early, too. <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm not... too early to help. Well, I think it's helping, but I'm not, you know, as far as... T- I haven't run studies on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, it, <laughs> you know, like in other words, my, my life experience. I totally understand. My life experience hasn't shown itself. It didn't hit me like a bolt necessarily, but sometimes things show you by the way that you act afterwards. Yes. So I'm kind of wa- waiting on that a little bit at this point. Oh, okay. Amazing. I love this. I absolutely love this. You know why I like this fellowship and I love this? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Did you have your hand, Raymond? Oh, no, 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 come over now. <laughs> oh, I can only go out here, right? All right. Yes, sir. I don't want you guys to make up anything. I, I, I want a real serious uh, fellowship about this because spiritually this is serious because a lot of people suffer. A lot of us have suffered and are still suffering, and we think we know God. And these kind of things will help us to examine ourselves to know that we don't. And once you know that you don't, then you will know him, and then you shall be free. So it's not like, I don't want you to just make up stuff. All right. Yeah, this is a direct experience. Have you, with... have you asked yourself that question before? How come you could be yes. keeping the commandments, and then yes. something comes along, and where did you come over? Well, this happened here at Bond Ministry. I'm sorry? It happened here with Bond Ministry. Okay. With me. Um, I'll just get to the answer first, and then I'll explain. Okay. I, to me, it's the when you're in that when you're in that zone of feeling joy and peace that you're with God. You get I think you get overconfident, and you forget the God part, and you think you're cruising along and you're doing everything right, but you're forgetting that it's God's will, not yours. Okay. And that's kind of where I think when you're doing all these cool things that are of the commandments, but you're still for, but then you start to forget about God and you start doing it yourself. Um. And that's what, that's what was happening to me. I, I left the previous church. I was angry, and then when I came here and told you about it, you, you said you can't. You told me, don't leave that church because you're angry. Yeah. You know, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And so I, I had to step down, and, and then I, I'm really grateful that you taught me about my emotions controlling me, and that's what was happening. And, and so I've been praying and understanding my emotions. Yes. And then as I came here to, to do stuff, I'll just go ahead and go right to the example of that. So I was going to do the creation interview with you on the radio, and I was teaching. And then you said, don't do the creation interview because you're teaching, and I don't want those two to cross. Right. So I got totally upset. <laughs> Emotions came up. I'm like, what? You know, and it took me a couple of days, and I was angry because I was like, why did they two have anything, you know, whatever. So I got two pints of haagen and I calmed down. Wow. But, That'll uh, do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But then the next time I'm doing the, the reality TV thing and, and there was something wrong, you didn't want to do that. And I'm like, whoa, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? God's will. That's right. I'm, if whatever happens, I don't care. You know, I don't care. I want to do things, but I'm not going to get this stupid emotional thing anymore because I saw it the first time. And I'm glad it, it happened because I, I realized that I was too cocky and confident. Yes. But then and it was so easy for me to get angry. And this time when, you, when it happened, I was like, you know, if, if God doesn't want me to do this, that's fine. Yes. Or whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to, I got to have God's will in here, not me being cocky. That's right. About it. That's right. 
You know, and because of that, those, uh, the reality TV show is turning out very, very nice, man. I saw it last. I don't care anymore. I saw it, and that's why I was working. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got a chance to see that we're doing a reality show. And I saw the last little, well, I haven't seen it, the very last one. I know you got another one coming next week, but I'm like, wow, I really like these shows. It's better than Dynasty. And uh, you're doing a very, very, it is. But we look so silly on there. I'm like, wow, I look so stupid on here. That's fun. It's amazing how dumb we, how, how silly we really look. When you see yourself on TV and just being you, it'll mess you up if you have an ego. But I really like them. They're funny, they're serious, and uh, you're doing a good job with those. And that is because you move your ego out of the way and let his will be done. Yeah, it's a, every day I got to remind myself. Yeah, absolutely. Good, man. Had this ever happened to you? You thought you were doing good, you're keeping the commandments, and then something happened, you fell away? Yeah, that's my life story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and what causes you to fall? Have you, and you ask yourself, why? Why is this happening to me? It's actually, I always knew that. Like, when you feel like everything is good, life is good, you're happy, you're healthy. <laughs> uh, I mean, you meditate to get there, right? Yeah, right. And um, when you are happy and you have everything, you kind of, like, get into that happiness and life is good and you stop meditating. Yeah. And everything goes upside down and then you go back to meditation again and something is wrong. And yes. I think everything is meditation. Yeah, okay. Everything is meditation. Very interesting. How about you in the back? Uh, this ever happened to you? Uh, yes. Sure. You, you're like keeping the commandment. Time goes by. You all, you know, you're grateful. You're happy that you are. And then something happened and you like, you lose it all. Yeah. Good question. I've never really asked myself this question before, though. Um, just sitting here thinking, um, I think someone mentioned it. Once you, you're going well and you're doing all the right things to make things go well, and then you're happy, you're in this, in this state, and you think it's you. It, you, you stop doing the things that it, that, that it takes to, to make things go well. Right. So you, you, you think it's you, and you start, it, start doing it yourself, and then things fail. Yeah. And then you have to start over again and start doing the things that it took to get to that place. Very interesting. We're going to have to block off the street during this hour so the fire truck can't come by. So next week, put a, a roadblock at Pico and La Siena Cadet and up at Fair, Fairfax or Crescent Heights, all right, so that they can't come down the street. It looked like every Sunday somebody find a reason to die during this hour. <laughs> they have no other time to die. All that free time, they're going to die now. Isn't that a shame? That's terrible. Um, interesting. Frank, you want to have a shot at that? You all holy and want to be a Christian. Had this ever happened to you where you're flying, you know, you're keeping the commandments, all was well, and then one little thing come along and you just fall away from it. Like, it just takes no time to lose it, but a long time to build it. In the old days, it used to be that way. And did you ask yourself that question? I did, yes. And what did you come up with? Uh, I stopped trying to run the world myself. So it was happening because you were trying to run the world? Yes. What do you mean by that? Uh, my will. Doing, I'm doing it my way. I'm going to do it. I'm going <clears> to <throat> fix things, and I'm going to do it my way. So you were keeping the commandments because you were doing it your way? Yes. How do you keep the commandment by doing it your way? You walk a tightrope. You, uh, you don't sin, you don't do this, you don't lie, you don't do this, and then you do it, and then you beat yourself up. So if it was your will, that means you were not keeping the commandment, right? Yes. So you didn't fall away from anything? You know, in my mind, I'm following the law, and I followed the law, and it wasn't until I failed a bunch of times and realized that, that it's impossible, I can't do it myself. So you were not, so you didn't really fall away from them because you were never keeping them. Yeah, I woke up. Yes. Okay. If I'm hearing it right, right, so you didn't fall away from them. You, you were never keeping them. I didn't realize that until afterwards. Once I realized that, 
that I wasn't I wasn't uh, walking the fine line. Right. That's when I I let it go and the, let His will be done. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? Did this ever happen to you? That's been one of my main questions since since I've come here. Um, oh, good. Yeah, main one. And uh, it's been my question forever too. How come we can live for a while, and then? You know, you go for a week and you're all happy, and then Saturday you're back drinking and doing the same thing. You're like, oh, I kept the commandment for five days. Or Friday night come, you can't wait to get drunk. <laughs> I realize that I can't build character, and I can't, and I can't drop character. When, when I meditate, and I do, just, just by doing that, I'm already with character. Uh-huh. And when I when I'm not still, and I get lost in imagination, whether it be mine or someone else's, I get into the other side. So yeah. I'm not building character, I'm not, I'm not losing character, but I do see why I drop, and I see why I drop, because there's, that nature is still inside of me, and I'm taking my hands off of it, and whatever's happening is happening, and I'm not trying to build or drop anymore, and I'm just seeing myself for what I am, and that's enough for me, and it'll take care of itself. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes, Doug. Have you ever gone through this? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you built it, you lived it for a month or two, maybe a year or a week or two, and then something happens and everything gone. And, but it happens, you tend to fall back quicker than you did building it. Right. And why is that? You asked yourself this question before, right? Right. See, everybody have asked themselves this. Isn't that amazing? Because... We want to know, and then God wants us to know. Because God, it is his will that we all be saved. God wants all of us to be free. Isn't that amazing? And we're just kind of fumbling around with the Bible and with the meditation and with whatever, whatever, fumbling in the darkness when God wants us to be free. And we don't have to be this way. We don't have, but we all got the same problem. The only thing we did was claim to be Christians, and now we still all have the same problems under the headline of Christianity. That's all changed. Nothing else changed but that. And that's not the way we should be living. It is not the way, and we don't have to live that way. Christ came so we could be free. Freedom is at hand. Go ahead, Dale. I'm sorry. Tell you a little bit of this. No, I mean, yeah, I thought about that, and I think what I come up with is, well, what I came up with is that I never had it in the first place. You never Perhaps had I was it. mechanically doing things in order to stay on track, or at least think I was staying on track, but I, I can't understand how I could have something one moment and then totally lose it the next minute if I really had it. How many people think it's possible to have it and then lose it? Oh, okay. And how many things is that you, if you do have it, you can't lose it? Most people say, okay, interesting. These are the things that God wants us to think about. He wants us to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all things will be added. He does not want us to be worried about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, how much money we have or don't have, how many friends we have or don't have, who know us or who don't know us. Uh, he doesn't want us to worry about that, those things. And animals are an example of that. You don't see animals worried about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, right? You don't see them uh, with uh, anxiety about life and worried about, you know, uh, their relationships, worried about tomorrow. Anybody ever met an, 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 an animal that's anxious? or was concerned about what it's going to wear, you met one. <laughs> Not the one that you, that's in your house and you dress it every day. Describing um, psycho, uh, anxiety drugs for animals now. I know, but that's coming from the parents feeling that way, and they just think the animal feel that way. Right. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? They're feeling anxiety, so they think their pets are feeling that way, so they take them to a doctor and give them pills. What a sad way to treat the animals. 
Yeah, the, uh, that's so they call terrible. It, they're calling it separation anxiety. For the animal. For the animal. Very, Amazing. Very heartbreaking. It is. No, but <laughs> that's what happens when we're in that state. We do some foolish things. The reality is, and according to, and you read it in Psalms 77.3, and you other places in the Bible too, the only reason that we can be keeping the commandments and then take it out of life to build them up day by day, time goes by. The only reason that we fall away from them is that our mind fall away from God. That's the only reason. If we kept our mind on God, we would never fall away from the commandments. That's all that it is. Keep, there's a song uh, that my, the older people used to sing when I was growing up. I woke up this morning with my mind set on Jesus. Remember that day? I woke up this morning with my mind set on Jesus. Now I know what they mean. If your mind is set on God, you will never fall away from the commandments. And if you look at your life and examine your life, you will notice that every time you fall away from the commandments is because you're, you're unconscious. You're falling away from the mind of God. That's all that it is. If your mind is set on Jesus, you would never fall away from the commandments. Another thing I realized, all this stuff that you guys told me is all crazy. It just made up stuff in the mind. That's why it doesn't register and set you free. And, I, I really, and it's not a put down because I wrestle with the same thing. I have come to realize that whatever my mind tells me about scriptures or about truth is a lie. Because it will interpret the truth for you. But it doesn't change you. The way you know you have received revelation, you change just like that. Revelation brings on a change. It brings on enlightenment. It brings the light to you. And it causes you to change right away. Not later down the road. Because what it is, you, you once were blind and now you can see, which is God allowing you to see. So now your life has changed. Now understand that I need to keep my mind set on God so that I don't fall away from the commandments. When on, you can go Monday through Friday without drinking. Friday night, Saturday, you got to have that wine. It's only because your mind is now set on the wine and not on God. But your mind was stayed on him Monday through Friday or whatever. Or however long it took you to fall away. But if you pay attention to yourself, you will see the reason you do the things you do, your mind is not set, it's not set on God. And then once your mind is not set on God, it brings on anxiety, unhappiness, worry, fear, and anger. That's why uh, Paul said in Philippians, I believe, rejoice in the Lord. And the only way you can rejoice in the Lord at all times, your mind has to be set on him at all times. That's so simple, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? It's so simple. And see, this is what I want you to know about simplicity, too. Satan is never going to make it simple for you. God, God's ways are so simple, you can never figure them out. Who would have thought, well, all I have to do is keep my mind set on God, then I wouldn't fall away from uh, the Ten Commandments or from the commandments. That's all to it. But Satan got you thinking all this stuff you've learned and then he, tried to, he causes you to formulate that in your mind and make you feel like it's the answer, even though it doesn't change your life. It doesn't enhance your life. And then you hear the simple word of God, the simple way. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh -huh. This is so much fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. I saw some hands. Yes, Hermes. Yeah, I was going to say, I can relate to that because I know that every time I've gotten into sin or doing something wrong, I've always entertained it in my mind first. Yes. And that's how I've gotten and into it. And what did you say to answer? You, you thought the answer were before. I, right didn't, I didn't have an answer. You did. You related to the folks on the radio, remember? You oh, said I, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Andre had uh, said that. No. 
I thought you meant here. Um, Andre had said that uh, that you don't really fall away from it, and because you never you had fall it. away because you 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 didn't really have it. You yeah. fall away because you thought you had it, but you never really built character. And that I mean that makes sense to me. That makes sense to you. Yeah. So you just make sense with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're just all over the place. No, because it makes sense. I mean. If you have it and you're really focused on God, then you wouldn't lose it. But. but that's not true, though, because Monday through Thursday, you can't have it because your mind is stayed on God. So you do have it. It's just that come Friday, that old habit kicks in again. Satan come back and remind you, oh, you know, it's the end of the week. <laughs> you had a stressful week. Have a glass of wine tonight or go to this party. Or go to whatever, right? And then you pay attention to that. And in that instant, your mind is off God. And that's how you lose it. But if Satan came to you to speak to you that way, you kept your mind set on God, he will, he will flee from you. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. I'm telling you, you need to pay attention to these things. It's so interesting. It is so interesting. It makes you want to slap your mama. I'm telling you, that's also nice to know that, that that's what it is. So you do have it during the week because that's where your mind is. You're meditating, you're, you're watching yourself during the week, you're allowing anger to pass, you're like going along with your day. You're not thinking about drinking or anything else because, you know, you got to go to work, you know, I want to be tired, whatever reason. But you're keeping your mind set on God. And then Satan come along, it's been a week, it's time to party. <laughs> and your mind deviates from God to the deceiver, and you go with the deceiver. That's all to it. Yes, Pat? Well, I was going to say, that there's a couple of physical examples you could use yes. for this. Because someone says, well, you never had it. Well, let's say you're going to build a house. And then, you know, we all know that it's a lot, lo- takes a lot longer, and I think someone said it this week, it takes a lot longer to build a house than it does to just come by and crash it down, right? Yes. It doesn't mean you never had it because you did build the house. That's right. And so, uh, you know, another example. That's a good example. And that shows where, you know, you're in your right mind, you build a house. You're yes. in your wrong mind, you destroy it. Yes. You know, another one is that we have an investment club, and we follow sometimes, you know, stocks and things, see how they're doing. A stock will build itself up in a certain way. Yes. But when it comes down, it usually comes crashing down. That's right. Why? Because people are panicking. As they're building their finances, they're thinking, you know, right. But then they get into a panic, they get emotional, and everything just crashes immediately. Absolutely. If you can learn to be still in all things, even on Friday night when it's time to go party or it's time to take that glass or whatever it is that draws you away from that mindset, if you could take a moment and keep your mind focused on him, you won't panic, you won't give in, you won't cave in. And then you, you resist that. And then time ago, you get stronger in the values Stronger and stronger, eventually Satan would come and he has no authority at all. Because the only, only thing that he can do to you is deceive you. So when he convinced you to take the drink, it's Friday, whatever it is, and he convinced you that he has deceived you and you do the rest. But if you're conscious of God, your mind is on him, he would just come and go. You would, the Bible said, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. He will flee. Because he has no power. He doesn't own you unless he can convince you that he owns you and make you destroy yourself. Christ owns us. God owns us. Satan doesn't own us unless you just turn yourself over to him. We were bought back from Satan by Jesus Christ sacrificing his life for us. God owns us. Satan doesn't own us. He deceives us. Uh, let me take here and then I, I'll come there. Those are some good physical examples. I've got to go over there. I, I'm not sure that what you, I want to say. You had your hand, right? I should say. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Did. And what happened? I'm not sure I, I want to talk about it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, right here. Maybe I'm confused, but you used to say that once you're born again, um, you can never fall back. Right. And so what, what's the difference between what you're talking about and the statements you used to make about being born again and, and falling back? Good question. Um, what happened to me about 25 years ago, I, I was seeking God. I really, you know, I, I realized 
that I was just nothing. You know, I couldn't change my life. I had wanted to change my life and live a Christian life because I read about it. And, but I couldn't make myself change. So finally, long story short, I asked God, you know, just let me see myself. I want to do right, but I can't do right. You know, I, I want to be a man of God. I want to, I want to see what it's like to live this life in, that's spoken of in the Bible. God said we should have a good life right here, right? And I wanted that. He allowed me to see myself. And in seeing myself, he allowed me to see that I had anger. I resented. So I was living a life of judging myself and others. And that was keeping me from entering into the light, into the kingdom of heaven within. And by me repenting, by, uh, you know, forgiving my, my parents and others, he allowed me to enter in. And then, so that's what salvation is all about, uh, coming out of the darkness into the light within. And once you go into that light, now you start to grow with the things of God, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God. And so now I'm growing in it. So even if I get caught up in a thought, because I'm locked into salvation, he allows me to see. I can see my mind is about him now instead of about the things of the world. So, so just because a person, once you're born again and you, you listen to the devil, you quickly come back because you know the voices of the two. Whereas if you're not born again, you can't recognize God's voice. So if I, you, you know, like you're going through a whole week and then all of a sudden you want to drink, and you realize, wow, this is not the same voice. You just come right back to it. Well, you can't if you've not been born again. Most people are not living from within, the kingdom within. They're living from without. I don't know if that really answers my question, which is how do people Monday through Friday um, set their mind on God, as, as you just said, and then on Saturday and Sunday they, they, they fall back into sin? Because during the weekdays, they, they have practiced avoiding those things. You know, they tend to pray. They tend to pay attention to themselves more so. But on the weekend, Satan starts to convince them, and they don't realize that they are being convinced that, oh, it's okay to take a little drink or okay to do this. And they believe it again because they're not as, they, they're not as conscious of the voice of God They'll listen more to Satan, whereas they tend to be, especially those who meditate, who are quiet and know God, they tend to be during the week in order to deal with the stresses of life. But, well, according to what you just said, then, if they're born again, that, then they would never do that on Friday and Saturday. Is that true or no? I'm just trying to understand what no, you're, in your growth, what you're, you trying, can't, to, what it, you're trying to say. In your growth, once you're in the light and now you're growing, because you're still growing, you can listen to Satan's voice and then find yourself taking that drink, right? But what will happen is because you can recognize the two voices now, you know how God said, um, my children will know me by my voice. You recognize, oh, I just listened to the devil, and it's not a big deal, you just come back to it. You don't punish yourself for it. You don't judge yourself for it. Salvation prevents you from judging yourself if you should listen to the voice of Satan. Whereas non-salvation would just cause you to judge yourself over and over and over again, just, you know, going deeper into darkness. But whereas salvation prevents you from judging yourself. I think somebody kind of hinted at that. When you fall away in salvation, you don't judge. You just know you're falling away. You come back. But if you're not born again, you judge yourself. Did that help a little bit? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess on one level it kind of helps reconcile something, which is I always thought that you could not fall away once you're born again. And you're saying that actually it's possible. You're you, just aware of it. Well, you're not falling away from salvation. You're falling away from the commandments for a minute. Well, I just feel like a guy like Doug said, well, maybe I never had it if I, I fall away on, on thir you know, Saturday and Sunday. Right. And... I mean, what I've heard from you over the years is that once you have it, you don't fall away. Right. So, the one thing I want everybody to do, if you want, salvation or living the Christian life or living the God life is bigger than what words can express. And what, we tend, what I tend to try to do is just point the way to that. And but what a lot of people are doing, 
they would grab onto the one thing and hold on to it and think that that's just it. And that's not just it. And so when they hear more information or insight about the Christian life or the God life, that now they wonder, well, I thought you said that all you have to do is be born again. You can never be, you know, you can never fall back. And now you're locked, you're locked in with that. It become a problem for you because the preacher said one thing one day, and now it looks like he's saying something different, differently today, right? That's why you got to seek God for yourself, not hold on to any words or anything that the preacher says or anyone else says so that God can reveal to you. That, that, that life is much more than what words can say. But you'll get locked in with words and think you have something that you don't have. And that's where the problem is. I, and I hear, because for a long time I heard people say, oh, well, I don't hate my mama no more, but I still have anger. And so, or if they still have anger, they'll say, well, I hate my mama. Or I hate years ago, about 100 years, they still hate their mama. That is because they have not been truly seeking God and they have held on to what the preacher said about salvation. In all honesty, there is no words to explain the life with God. It has to be a discovery from you. And my job is to tell you how to get there. And the way you get there is by realizing that of yourself you can do nothing. Then you seek him. Pray day and night. Be mindful of God. And read some scriptures sometimes. Watch your mind. That's all. My job is to tell you how to get there. But I can no way, no how express what it's like to live that way. Because your mind is going to trick you with everything. And there are a lot of folks who think, oh, I've been born again. I'm going to tell you, I've been born again. And they are troubled. They are anxious. They are sinning. And they say, oh, well, at least I'm born again. And they're going to sit down and meditate for a minute. And it doesn't work. You got to grow spiritually. And only God can cause that to happen. Do not hang on to words. Because if the preacher comes and says something else about it, say going to make you think you don't have it or you do have it or something must be wrong. You know what I'm saying? You got to know for yourself that you know for yourself that you know for yourself. Yes, sir. How much time I have? That makes sense a little bit? Spirituality is not like physical teaching. You can teach somebody that here's how you build a house, and every time you build a house, you can do it the same way, but not in spiritual things. Yes? Uh, I just want to explain one is um, a revelation I had was with lust, and, um, and then when I finally came to understanding Jesus Christ and, the, and how he pushes aside your addictions, yes. I, still, I still see beautiful women. And I still see sexual imagery. Yes. But I don't, it doesn't, I don't have that thing anymore, yes, that uh, addiction anymore. Yes. Sir. I look at it and then I, oh, okay, I got to, no more, you know. You can let it pass. I can let it pass. So, so to me, that's sort of a part of this is that when you have revelation, you, you still have the, you st- everything's the same, but yes. it doesn't control you. That's right. That's why when those Christians, those Christians say, oh, I know the Lord, I don't see a sexy woman. You do see her, but she's just not pulling you in anymore. You know, you have the power given to you by God to resist the temptation of the sexual woman walking past. That's the difference. Oh, I don't see color. I see color. (laughs) But I also see the spirit of the person. And that's what God wants us to notice. Where this person is coming from. Don't judge. Be aware. That makes sense? But all of a sudden, they act like they don't see anything anymore. We still have physical eyes, and the devil is still busy. But it's according to whom I have a relationship is with. All right? One minute. Um, <laughs> any other questions about that? That was some good questions Kent had. Yes? Um, uh, I, I'm re- uh, a scripture comes to mind um, when you're dealing with temptation, and, and that, that is, it says, it says uh, prove me now, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will open up the windows of heaven that, uh, that uh, there will not be room enough within you to, 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 to receive. And that is, if you, if, you know, when you're in, in, in temptation, that is, if you love God, and you, you, he's asking you to prove me now, this is your moment of truth, who you love, and you allow that temptation to pass, 
I have realized that there is uh, a, a peace that comes into you at that moment when the temptation passes. Yes. So when, when you keep your mind set on him, you're not going to be troubled on the inside. You're not going to be, you're not going to have anxiety and worry. That's why Paul said, keep your mind set on God always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Because he understood that we need to keep our minds set on God. Did you have a question, Pat? Let's go here. And my thing is, how do you keep your mind set on God always? You got to wash dishes. You got to go to the store. How do you keep your mind set on him always? But we can do it because if not, our mind is set on Satan always. So you just need to decide which God you want your mind set on always because you are set on one or the other one always. Yes. I think the thing whether whether a person is born again or not, I think that's pretty interesting because, you know, when Kent was talking, my mind starts immediately feeding me. Well, let's look at the evidence. (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's some evidence I could say, maybe it looks like I'm born again. Right. And then I see some other evidence looks like I'm not. And so you get into this kind of mind trap about whether it's not like another trap. Yeah. It's had to disregard it because yes. it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a dangerous kind of thing to get into. That's right. And that's what happened as I speak right now about how you can, you know, live for five days and keep the commandment on the sixth day you sin. Satan will be saying, well, I thought that once you were born again, that Satan talking to you about that. God is not telling you that in your head. God reveals things to you. Satan speaks to you in your mind. And there is a difference. And so as I'm speaking, he will define and analyze everything that's being said. But if you recognize his voice, you just sit there and let it pass because you know it's a setup. You know that voice that you hear in your head is always a lie. It's never going to tell you the truth about anything the problem is intellectual people, it looks like the more degrees you have, it's hard to resist that. You just got to believe that because everything is so analyzed in your mind too, that you got to believe that what you hear about salvation have to be true, and it's not. There's no such thing as truth in your mind. Satan is never going to tell you the truth about anything. I don't care, even if your eyes are revealing something that look bad, and Satan is defining it for you, let it pass. Things are never the way that they seem. Never the way that they seem. But most people don't know how to resist the devil. They, 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 they say they do, and they do for a while, but Satan keeps coming back and coming back. He throw them off, and they don't know that they've been thrown off track. Amen. That makes sense a little bit? We need your financial support, folks. If you like what you hear here, uh, it takes money to make this happen. We don't get money from the government and all that kind of stuff. We need your tithe and offering. Um, the information is on the screen there. You can call 800-411-BOND to make a donation. But we definitely need your financial support. We're trying to get the word out around the country. A lot of folks are suffering unnecessarily. Families are falling apart. Friendships are falling apart because Satan has tricked folks and he has them believing a lot now. And it just is is bad. So we need your financial support. Also for the private school, Bond Leadership Academy for boys and girls, grades 1 through 12. We need your financial support for that as well. And we're also taking registration for this coming fall section of, uh, of our academy and uh, what else I want to say about that? I think that's it. They told me I have to make these announcements. So it's for all uh, grades 1 through 12. So go to bondinfo.org, make a donation. Oh, we sponsor boys and girls who can't afford it for themselves. We give uh, grants to those boys and girls. So we need your support, all right? Uh, I hope that this helped. We provide counseling. I encourage you to pray. Don't hold on to anything that you hear about God. Let it go in one ear and out the other one. But you need to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and he will add all things unto you. But you got you to gotta grow into seeking him. It's going to be a little difficult at first because 
you know, you're so used to not seeking him first, but you need to practice being aware of God during the day and night and all time. And then it become a part of your life. You start to live that way and get away from the darkness. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for coming, folks. I do appreciate it. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Thank you.